Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back to The Kelly Roach Show. We have an amazing guest today. Laura Katz, who is the founder of Helena, a company that has disrupted the breastfeeding milk industry. We're going to talk today about uh, the scientific breakthrough of reproducing the proteins found in breast milk. And there are so many women out there. When I read your bio, there are so many women out there that want to breastfeed desperately but can't. And their babies are not getting the same nutrition found in breast milk, right? And so this is absolutely going to change so many lives and enhance so many children's health and well-being and also give, uh, I think, such um, such heart security, I think, to so many moms out there um, that may not be able to breastfeed. So Laura, tell us a little bit about like how this journey began, how you got going with this journey, and, and a little bit about where you are today with Helena. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Kelly. I think exactly what you just said is what we're trying to do at Helena is to empower and help the parents or caregivers who are looking to feed their babies breast milk and either can or choose not to. And so to be able to bridge the gap between breast milk and infant formula with the thing that we care about the most from breast milk or that we think about a lot is the immunity is what we're focused on. But our backstory at Helena and how we got started was myself being really curious as a food scientist and new technologies pouring into alternative milk and alternative meat and all of these products really seeing innovation. I saw this category really sitting behind and it's such a critical space to innovate in because feeding babies is where nutrition starts. It's where all of our journeys as people start. So making sure that we can bring the most advanced products to babies is something I at the beginning thought was really critical and of course still to this day. And I was listening to a podcast on the black market for breast milk. This was probably six or seven years ago. And I learned that parents in the US would go on the internet to buy breast milk from strangers and spend a lot of money doing that. And their why behind this decision was that they wanted to be able to provide their babies with breast milk, but they couldn't themselves. And they didn't feel like infant formula on the market could provide the same immunity that breast milk can. And hearing these parents' stories on this podcast, the lengths that they would go, and knowing from my background in food science, all that we were seeing in alternative meat dairy, I was like, well, there is a solution. Somebody just has to go do it. So that was the idea for Helena was to take this technology and channel it towards making components of breast milk. And that's, you know, now six years later, it took me a few years to be able to start the business, save money so I could quit my day job. I've been doing this for three years, but now on this path forward, we realized that making proteins from breast milk isn't just valuable for babies, but for the immune system across the life cycle from early life nutrition to end of life nutrition. So we're really starting to think about making our first product infant formula, but how we can improve immunity across different demographics. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like you're not the only one that that sees the importance of this and is getting behind it. So you guys have had 
massive support. I know you've done fundraising and, and, you know, you've had investors and, you know, gotten a lot of people on board with this. Like, talk to me a little bit about that process of, of spreading the word. When we first started fundraising, it was myself at my kitchen table in the Lower East Side in New York City. And I didn't know anything about fundraising. What I learned very quickly was that what we're working on and we're really trying to achieve is so personal to so many people because most people understand the challenges that parents face if they're a parent or there is a parent in their life. So the message that we've been able to share with investors has been something that really resonates personally. And I think for our fundraising journey, that's been really powerful is showing people how personal this is. So we've raised multiple rounds of funding so far. And as we grow Helena, we get closer to the vision of what we're trying to build. I think it becomes even more um, accessible to people on what we're trying to build. And with fundraising, at the end of the day, we're working with people and everybody wants to be able to put money behind something that they think is going to make a big difference in somebody else's life. So we've had a really successful funding journey so far. And so you said you're you're six years in. Is it is that right? You're six years in now. Three three years into Helena as a business. Six years in for for me personally on this whole path. But it did. I can the early days of Helena as in me by myself just calling other entrepreneurs trying to figure out what to do was yeah. you know me saving money so I could put my day job because starting a business is very expensive. Yeah. Uh, so it took me a few years to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And did you know from the beginning that you were going to seek investors and raise capital to really, you know, bring this global or like what was your vision like as you were starting to realize, you know, what the possibilities were with this? The vision from the very beginning was to and still is to improve nutrition for as many people as we can in a sustainable way. And through a definition of nutrition that I don't think anybody thinks about. Right now, we think about nutrition being calories, vitamins, and minerals. But it's really much broader than that. And helping to boost the immune system or nourish the immune system is what we've always wanted to do. We want to get global and and help as many people as we can. And when I first started fundraising, not knowing any... I didn't know what a venture capitalist was at the time. And so I had cold emailed angel investors, just purely, I didn't know anybody. I was just cold emailing. And I ended up meeting somebody who's now my mentor who said to me, you know, if you could do whatever you wanted to do and capital didn't matter, what would that look like? And, you know, I painted this whole vision and he said to me, well, we'll figure out how to raise the money. You need to go after what you really want to do because it can have so much scale. So the vision has been quite big from the beginning and raising money has been kind of a consequence of that. We knew, we know we need a lot of capital to build this technology. Putting a new infant formula on the market, as we're seeing with the environment right now, requires a lot of safety work, a lot of checks and balances to make sure that what we're bringing is the most uh, safe and efficacious as possible. So that's not easy and it requires so much work many years. So we, we've always known that it's a capital intensive business and we just have to do what we need to do to make sure that we can continue to secure the capital to get to the milestones and eventually launch a product. Do you have a target date as of now for the product hitting the market? 
as soon as we can is the target date. It really, um, our timing changes quite frequently with the current landscape. So the FDA is constantly now putting out new regulation on this market, given everything that's happened. So we're following that closely. And the first mm -hmm. thing that we have to do is ensure safety. So as we do a lot of the studies that we're working on um, and working with our manufacturing partner, we'll have a clear indication of timing. Um, and I think things are very fluid right now because everybody is so concerned on keeping the supply here available and safe. Are you a small business owner or entrepreneur that wants to scale your sales online, wants to have a bigger, stronger, more meaningful presence in the online space, but doesn't want to spend 24 seven creating and posting content, generating leads and trying to nurture them to the close? Well, if you feel that showing up online and producing more meaningful content would make a bigger difference in your business, I want you to click the link below and learn about our done for you content creation and marketing services. We have a full service agency that helps disruptive brands in the online space to show up, make a splash, generate leads and convert more sales online. So if you want to learn more about our done for you marketing services, click the link below to apply for a free consultation. Talk to me a little bit about um, for both you and for the team holding the vision you know, over a period of years, knowing that number one, it's, you know, not a straight line and the regulations are changing all the time. And every time you make it to the next milestone, obviously new things are going to pop up that then you have to work through and address um, before, you know, ultimately getting a product to market. So I think one of the biggest things that entrepreneurs struggle with and and especially leaders is, you know, sustaining that long-term vision over a period of years uh, without being able to hold in your hand, yep. um, you know, the win, the end product, the the success, the results. So talk to me a little bit about that journey for you. I don't think it's easy to, you have to really have such a clear vision of what that looks like. Like I will have dreams of seeing our product, like at night, seeing our product on the shelf. And to me, it's the very real future. And so I think as an entrepreneur, part of my job is to be incredibly optimistic and yeah. motivating. And I'm one of those people who truly believe so much can happen. Plenty of people have, especially at the beginning, were like, well, you can't get into this industry. It's dominated by a few people. It's incredibly expensive and time consuming. And it's a lot. It's an uphill battle. And so that doesn't scare me. But I think for a whole team of people who need that constant motivation and um, clarity on what that next milestone looks like and how we get there. It's just constantly top of mind that we need to always be getting people excited about what Helena will do for people, for parents, for babies, yeah. and bringing that messaging into as many meetings as we can. Yeah. We do month monthly all hands where like at the beginning, I'll always frame it with like, here's what we're working on. Nobody's done this before. Yeah. There is not a single company that's put human proteins into food and it's hard, mm -hmm. but the hard things are worth doing. And that I think it's also finding people who aren't afraid of those types of challenges yeah. of 
of like truly hard work because it will pay off. So yeah. I don't know if that's a, that's a great answer to your question, but I think it's just like incredible optimism and getting excited about what you do every day. What do you feel like have been some of like the hardest lessons uh, learned or, or most important lessons learned, um, you know, as you've identified new roadblocks or things that you needed to overcome or, you know, kind of pass through some of those challenging seasons with Helena? Most challenging obstacles at Helena for me, I'm just thinking there's been so many. Um, it's always challenging when we hear a timeline gets pushed back. You know, you want to move as quickly as yeah. possible. And that's something that we, our, we're, we're trying to do every day. And then you get used to learning those hurdles. I think something that's in, really challenging for me is when something happens with our team. Somebody, you know, decides to move on or there's a conflict mm-hmm. on the team because we're only as good as the team and building a culture where people love the environment and feel really motivated by the mission is exactly what we're trying to do. And I think everybody's been in a work environment where they haven't had the best experience. And that's always in my mind of how do we create the best environment for the team, the most accommodating, the best culture. And so that's really difficult to control. And any little thing that happens, I'm up at night. I can't sleep. If I think something's going on with somebody on the team, if somebody feels, um, something's wrong at the company. It's so hard to avoid those things. Everything's going to happen. And so that has been the most challenging part for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When you think about disrupting the industry, I think a lot of industries are that way. Like, I mean, this industry in particular has not been disrupted really. Has it ever been? I mean, I don't know. The infant formula industry, I mean, it's kind of been what it's been since its inception, right? So like, this is the first major, major disruption in this space. And I'm sure um, there's a lot of people that aren't real excited about that disruption, um, you know, and coming and and what it means for the rest of the industry. Um, How have you navigated that? The, I would say the big players are aware that innovation is coming. Mm -hmm. And I think that they will eventually welcome it. I don't think it's going to be easy for us. At -hmm. the end of the day, we have to build trust with consumers. And that is a really long process. It's not easy to build trust, especially with parents who they have so many decisions to make. They are so concerned about their child because they're a baby. And you you can't communicate with a baby. I'm learning this right now. And you just want to make sure that you're giving them the best. And for us, the challenge on entering this industry is, I would say less about the competition and more about creating that relationship with parents that they, you know, can come to Helena and feel supported and feel like this product isn't just, you know, an infant formula that hasn't changed in 30, 40 years, but it really is something that will improve the health outcomes of their babies better than the current product and more similarly to breast milk. Yeah. And so when you look at building that trust with consumers, because I think this is this is a really important conversation. When you look at building that trust with consumers, are are you actively like engaging with the market now? Or are you are you building the brand? What are you doing 
in advance of the product being released to infiltrate the market and to build that that trust with with parents and and have the name known before the pre- product is released. So that is exactly what we're I would say starting to do when we started the company the focus was let's figure out how to build this technology first because without this we can't move anything forward. And now that we've done that and we're scaling and we're working through regulatory uh, activities, we're starting to think about how do, how do we connect with parents? But it's not just parents, it's doctors, it's thought leaders in the space. And we are starting to build those relationships because we want to be able to show parents and doctors and anybody, caregivers generally, that our product is going to have similarities to breast milk in the immunity properties it will have. And so starting these early relationships by sharing what we're working on with uh, doctors and experts in the field, it's, you know, showing them papers that we're working on and showing them the data that we're collecting and really just bringing them along the journey because no one's going to trust our product if we just put it on a shelf tomorrow and they've never heard of who we are. And we don't want that either. We want people to have that relationship with us throughout the way. So I would say it's still, we're figuring out what that looks like with parents because they have so many things that come their way. We don't want to just be more noise. We want to be helpful if we can. Uh, But with the clinical side of what we're doing, those are things that we're actively working on and also getting input and feedback uh, because we can think we know what the best product is. But when you talk to pediatricians and you talk to neonatologists, you can learn so much from them on what they see parents are looking for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, just like for the education of everyone listening, like when you look at the health of a baby and the distinction and the difference between a baby that's breastfed and is getting that immunity support and those nutrients and, and all of that versus, um, you know, the formulas of today that do not have those components, um, what do you think the material impact on the health of a child that, you know, is going to have this particular, you know, the Helena formula from, from day one? Like, what, what do you think that the definitive impact on health will be for those children? That's exactly what we're working on right now. So we are recreating the proteins in breast milk. And these proteins, the way they function in babies guts and in our body generally is they act as antimicrobial agents. So they basically teach our bodies how to fight microbes, how to fight against infection. And in breastfed babies, that's something that can help to develop their immune system because you learn how to fight against things that come your way. Uh, So as we develop Helena's proteins and our ultimate final product, our first product, infant formula, those are that's exactly what we're testing for. How do these proteins function similarly to breast milk and will they help to reduce infection or reduce, you know, any type of immune response by the body as the baby develops? So we're working on it is the answer, but that's what we're ultimately working towards. Okay, great. No, it's, it's fascinating. How do you test? How do we test? So there's so many different ways that we can test. Uh, in our lab here in New York City, we've got an immunology team. We have like, at this point, maybe like 30 or more scientists that test all different parts of process. Uh, mm-hmm. So we can test really easy tests on our, pro- on our protein. Is it binding to the right 
like materials, like it does in the gut. We are basically simulating the gut microbiome in our lab. So we see how our protein in test tubes essentially starts to break down and uh-huh. our proteins break down in our stomach. And we want this to break down exactly how the breast milk version does. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. we do all of those tests in lab to see not just is it the same structure, but as we eat it, is it doing the same things in our stomach? Uh, so that's something that we're testing. Uh, and ultimately, as any infant formula company does, we will need to do clinical studies. And that's mm-hmm. what we're planning for right now. So for clinical studies, we can measure things like growth, is the baby gaining weight properly and getting longer? And what does that look like? But we can also look at the immune system. So mm-hmm. we're going to be looking at different antibodies, we can test for inflammation, we're testing all of these different things, so that we really can see how our product compares to breast milk. And we'll be testing the same thing in breast milk as well. Beautiful. And so it's fascinating. When you look at the way that it will be priced in the market, do you expect to price it similarly to the majority of competitors? Will it be on the higher end? Um, will be completely priced differently than a lot of what's on the market? Like what would, what is your vision? We don't want to be premium. Premium products, while they serve a purpose, aren't accessible to everybody. And while we probably won't be accessible to every single parent, we're all in different socioeconomic states as it is. We want to be as accessible as possible. So we will be at price parity to, I would say that like a mid price product. Mm-hmm. That's starting to change because infant formula prices have gone up 30 to 40% in the last yeah. eight months. So things are getting really expensive. But with the current manufacturing practices that we have right now and all of the inputs and how it's priced out, we will be at parity with the conventional brands, which is such a big part of our vision. We want to be accessible and have these health impacts touch as many people as That's amazing. That's great. Well, I, I think it's incredible work that you're doing. And it takes a massive vision and a lot of patience and a lot of diligence and uh, just a lot of ingenuity to not just have the vision and the idea, but to follow it through. So massive congratulations to you and definitely rooting for you to make it to the finish Thank line. Uh, absolutely. So just any anywhere, number one, that you want people to check out what you're doing and see what Helena is all about. And number two, just parting words um, for the entrepreneurs that are just discovering you for the first time today. Following Helena, I would say check out our website, helena.com. We are in the process of building out social channels. So those are to come. Mm-hmm. Parting words for entrepreneurs, kind of what you just said, it takes a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a billion dollar business next year. That's mm-hmm. not possible. But if you see that 10 year plan or 15 year plan and know the work that it takes, which is hard, mm-hmm. it's not easy. There's a lot of sleepless nights, but that's the process. And if you feel really passionate about something and that's something you imagine yourself doing day in and day out, you should pursue it. I think. Something that I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs about is just the day that you have to live every day. You need to love what you do because you only live this life once and you don't want to be regretting what your job is and how you're spending your time because we only have so much time. So do the thing you love. And if you can do that for as long as you can, it will be successful. That's it. 
That's it. I love it. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much, Laura, for everything that you shared on the, the show today and wishing you the absolute best of luck taking the product to market. Thanks so much, Kelly. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.